What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And welcome back to Vanessa's podcast. Today I have a gift for my listener. Um... It is time to give back, so um, I am going to give you um, my book, uh, audiobook, was produced but never released, um, that is titled um, The Demoralizing Adult Hall Promise Future of Tomorrow. Um, and it's the very first book that I uh, wrote um, and publish on Amazon. And uh, later, um, I wanted to get that into an audiobook. Um, and it has never been uh, out there, so I decided that this was the perfect place to uh, give all my uh, listeners and my supporters and, and everybody else who's maybe thinking about turning their precious book into an audiobook um, and, uh, and, and being able to share my story with you into uh, a voice uh, in, out loud, basically. So I'm going to split this in three <laughs> uh, because it's a two-hour-long um, audiobook. So let's get started. So we're going to start with uh, chapter one. relationship than three months. I just moved into the USA at 20 years old and discovered Florida for the first time of my life. I started to check out clubs and for Halloween I find that club called Out Limit. Cool type of music, people dancing in cages, I'm dancing my ass off. There's an hour left before the close. To my knowledge this is way too early. I'm not done dancing, I haven't got in a cage yet. I sat down on a stool off the dance floor and a guy appears to be sitting facing me at approximately five inches afar from my face. He says to me, how would you dance? You're super sexy. Mucho bueno. Let me buy you a drink. I said, okay, thanks. I'm Vanessa. I just moved from France and this is actually my first nightclub tryout. In France, our nightclub closes at 5 a.m. and then we can find other nightclub from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. and we usually finish party at someone's house. Our night don't end for three days straight. He looks at me like I spoke Mandarin because I am pretty sure he didn't not catch a word or meaning to anything I said. But to make it simpler for him, I changed into, Hi, I am Vanessa. Thank you. What is your name? He answered, Isaiah. I am from Guatemala. I barely speak English, but knowing that he spoke Spanish made it easier. I could speak French and he could understand a few similar meaning to the verbs. He barely hears me inside. I go back and dance. He holds my shoulders and follow me. I tried to avoid him, but he's always here. I come out of the bathroom. Here he is, holding a new drink for me. I gave up and spent more time with him. I could tell he was desperate for my attention. He begs me to follow him to his car, that I would be impressed. I said, okay, sure. I see a red Eclipse sports car, a 
pretty sharp looking wheel. Not what I imagined he would be driving. I was like, wow, cool, nice ride. Anyway, I follow him to his place. He insists I meet his brother and have an OJ before I get home. I tried to say no and finally went inside. So he stopped asking. I know what you might be thinking. Don't go. That's how naive I was. He seems innocent and his brother was very nice and quiet. He gave me a juice and we just sat down. I finally left and he has my number. A few days later, he took me out, told me about his country, Guatemala, how he survived and how he grew up. I find out that he didn't know how to read or write because he went to school until he was nine and they barely had teacher there to teach. It took him 10 years to speak English and he had been working long hours in both manufacture ever since in America. I was impressed that he would work so hard so he could send out money to his family back there and he had a dream to save enough money to buy his house there and one for his mother and open a jean t-shirt store with his brother. I was learning something new, something very different. From my culture, we started to date. I taught him tennis, swimming, we joke together, we go bowling, restaurant, car wash, movies, typical American routines. We enjoy the beach, he's teaching me how to cook tortillas and testing all of his country's flavors. I've even watching and listening to his music and captured the feel of it. After three weeks of dating, he insisted that leave my new apartment and move in with him to save money. Said I shouldn't be working anywhere because it's a man's job to be earning the money and I could just take care of his household. After wondering, I finally agree, knowing if something went wrong, I'd have money to get out. And I never lived with anyone in my entire life. So why not give it a try and see what it is like to live with a boyfriend? I just had my first apartment and now it is. So exciting. So here we are, happy and growing. We are all loving life and exploring new auras, experience. But I started to notice after two months that his was a little possessive and showing sign of jealousy like asking me why I was three minutes late after work where did I eat my lunch he started to look in my purse without asking and in my car to see if I didn't leave anything suspicious then weeks went on and he started to dig into my wallet and dresser and read all my receipts one by one I thought that was very weird but all I could do was to reassure him that he could trust me once we went dancing and he violently took my arms and said, let's go now. He said that I was flirting with everyone and that I was here and wanted to be screwed. We tore in a car and yelled. That was the first real fight ever. And he showed me a side of him. I never saw a very angry, unraged person. After five months, the first real sign of his uncontrollable anger took place. I was living under his constant interrogation and he started to keep me home on my phone keeping me away from my family and forcing me to quit smoking and drinking a glass of wine once a week by hiding everything like hidden things everywhere even my car keys sometimes once I spent an hour looking for my cigarettes and find them under the dresser while I was cleaning the other time I lift up the mattress and saw four pictures of me in underwear he took of me for fun and he hide them under the bed we are sleeping on every night who knows how long he had them. I figure I was his little masterpiece treasure and he wouldn't do anything with them. So I stay quiet. He was five to five feet tall, walked out his arms for 40 minutes on his workbench every night, lifting over uh, 150 pounds. But beside his arms, his legs looked like chicken legs. Mid-long hair, dark skin, nothing special about him. 
he woke a little bent from a former scoliosis and loved to boost his car speaker with his very loud rap music everywhere he went. He drove a huge red Hoover Dodge truck and liked to show off all the time. During car wash, laundry trips, any opportunities he may get, he would just sit in his car with the window open, boosting his speaker. I wanted a dog, so one day I bought one and he didn't want it. So he told me to hook me up on a tree and I begged him to keep him. But at night he took the dog and made me come with him and put him in someone else's garden with his food and toys. I was devastated. Now I wanted it out, I had enough. So I needed to start to plan my escape and find a new place to live. During that week, he was being extremely romantic and always buy me flowers and chocolate, bought me a necklace for Saint Valentin and I thought things were much better. We are laughing and cooking together. Once I came late because I went to the gym and I opened the door. He asked me where I was. I answered and he said, shut up. And he punches me and cross punch one of my legs to make me fall. And I fell very harshly on the back of my head and couldn't move. I even felt like I was passing out. I stood up and ran to the bedroom and he pretended to cry for hours and begged me to forgive him and massage my back for hours while singing Hispanic romantic song of his love for me. I was in shock and my head hurt badly. Now, leaving the moment, I realized the gravity of the situation and should have seek medical attention immediately and perhaps the fall on my head caused me brain injury that I am not aware of because I did not go to the hospital to make sure I didn't have any lesion. I had a torticollis and migraine for two weeks while working six days a week. He started to push me to cut my hours and insisted to drive me there so I'll save on gas. So now he was coming to my lunch break every day, spying on me in the parking lot and of course checking in my bag daily was a normal routine for him. One day we were watching a funny movie and he went to the garden and never came back. After 20 minutes, I go outside to check, but no one is there, but he's struck. He's very weird. I started searching for him in the back and calling his name, thinking he walked to the store or maybe his brother picked him up. After five minutes, I realized not here. I go take a bath and start practicing my dancing fitness in my bedroom. And after one hour, I see him coming out of the closet. I scream, ah! He was laughing so hard. Then it was the bushes, this other closet, the garden house, etc. Once a week, he'll play that game. I imagine he hide as a little boy each time he did something bad, maybe hoping his parents will not find him. And that could have been why he acted this way. Maybe he was a 12 years old inside with a hard working spirit of an older man and the life of a 40 years old at 24. Even now, I was aware of his intellect deficiency. I saw much quality in him and his drive for succeed and helping his family was the most important things to him. I need to start escaping somehow, so little by little, day by day, I waited for that moment. He wouldn't suspect me to leave because he had always suspected and will block my car purposely. One day I did it. I took my suitcase, all my stuff. I had 10 minutes to be gone. I drove so fast, it wasn't funny. I went to my brother's apartment complex, but no one was there. So I waited in my car for an hour. I'm lying on my seat when suddenly I see him pulling up right next to my car like a car race chaser and jump in the passenger seat. Tell me he never smoked weed but he had to when he couldn't find me and started to squeeze my arm. And I beg him to stop when I was about to get away. He chokes me with him being stoned and his naturally aggressivity. 
I thought I was done. Never in my life I had been choked. My airways were blocked and if my brother roommate didn't show up at that moment and met him run away, I always wonder if he could have killed me. I cried and was too afraid to call the police. I spent a week there, then I had to go to my parents. And the morning when my mother went to work, he came in their house with a bouquet of red roses and took a hammer to his head and said, if you don't come with me, I'm gonna kill myself right now, right here. And he actually started to bang on his head. I didn't know what to do. My mom saw his car on her way out. She drove back very fast and opened the door and asked me, everything's okay here? At this point, she had no idea of anything had been going on. Besides, he was my boyfriend and a sweet little Guatemalan guy. I was under fear. I said, yes, everything is good. Then she left and I followed him as he was pulling me by the air to his car. Time went by and now we are at nine months of the relationship. If I can't call him that this same weekend, takes me out and proposed to me. I had to say no, but he kept trying, acting like everything was exactly the same. I knew I needed backup, serious backup. This time that I had to find the courage to tell someone. I hated drama. I had never dealt with the police before. I am 21 now. Remember, I grew up in a very peaceful country village with a lot of support and friend with minor crime and a pretty good surrounding and a large safety net and I was trying to keep the peace and being as discreet as much as I could. An evening, it was pouring rain, and I went to our laundry machine, and I tried to come back inside, but the door is locked. I screamed and begged, but nothing. I'm soaking wet. I go in a garden house, and it's all dark, and there's spider web everywhere. The heavy rain went on for two hours. He left me out there. When I heard the rain stop, I tried to leave. He had put on a lock on the door, and left me to sleep there all night. I was terrified. Never did I experience that before either. What a night. But the next day, he made everything better in his mind. And again, massaged my feet for hours and took me out with his way of making up to me. I started to wonder if I would ever be able to get out of this relationship at one point. Not only I was getting lonely, but I was getting distance, even with my closest brother. He had come a few times in her place for a drink or before we would go shoot some pool on the weekend and realized how jealous and controlled he was. He didn't like how I was keeping secrets all the time. I wouldn't tell anything to anyone. I was stuck in fear. Isaiah has told me how he was accused of dating a girl under 16 years old and had a misdemeanor crime in his criminal background and always had begged me not to call the police because he would end up in prison and I was too nice to want to lock him up. He played on the victim role, told me about a fat but pretty young blonde American girl who used him for child support, made a baby with him and ran away. He showed me a video of her sitting on a sofa eating chips. She did look like she was 16 years old and didn't have the right to see his son. I was feeling for him. He would hold on this baby picture in his wallet. He came with me at my family dinner and everyone liked him. By weekly, he would come and pretend everything is more than normal. The summer came and I had a girlfriend from France coming to visit. She went to a trip to Miami, Mayaca, Orlando, Palm Beach, see it all. The boat, the jet attraction, etc. We planned a ton of stuff to do. We are going to do in these three weeks. He never smiled or said hello to her. He wouldn't let her be with me in a room. We made her stay on a sofa. After we came back from Miami, he never came back from work. He struck either. I figured he was playing a game once again. I let it go 
But after six hours, I started to wonder. So I asked the brother, called his job, etc. No one saw him or heard of him. That started to sound real. Maybe something did happen. I went everywhere, drove my friend to every place he could have been, called everyone he knew. I even called the police station. Now it had been 48 hours and he had been missing. I was in tears and figured maybe he killed himself of jealousy, knowing his insecurity for me, because I was ignoring him. I knew how much he hated my new girlfriend. No news and we were going to the third day. My friend was trying to comfort me and she had to postpone her vacation to help me. We were miserable. I had to make a police report and so on. Then when I got back from the police station, I saw his truck and he was lying on a... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So far with blood on his face and mark on his legs, he told me that he had been beaten up by a gang band by the river walk and that they captured him and left him there in the middle of the night and stole his wallet and his phone in the process. I was so happy to see him. I thought he was dead, so I listened to every word he had to say and even had to ignore my poor friend. The next morning, he still tried to keep me from going to the beach with her. The next morning, still trying to keep me from going to the beach with her. So he came with us and again made himself disappear. So we looked for him to an hour. But in between, I went to his truck. He had left his key on his towel and found his wallet and his phone and realized that he had made the whole thing up. I started to look for him and worry again. I was disgusted. My friend helped me to move out. And I went to my brother and never came out for three weeks. I set up a mattress in his closet because there were no extra bedroom and I hope to never see him again. I started to write about it in my novel, Roman chapter book. Hey, by the way, this is when I wrote this story in 2000. I pray to God he will not kill me. For the first time ever, he left me alone for three full weeks. I'm alive again, but no. After that, he followed me for other full years. Days and night, begged me to go out tried to buy me off his money, sat on or under my car, blocked me to drive off my parking spot. I find him in my new apartment. One day, he had found a way to make a double of my keys. He hide in a closet after I was in for hours, the evening, and he jumped out of it. When I asked him to stop, he said, I'll kill you and your family. You do as I say, and if you ever date anyone, I will cut your throat. Reading this now, I realized how naive I was. 
to take his threat seriously or even think that he respected me, I would have ended the circus long ago. I felt bad for him. I imagined he was so alone, so desperate, so obsessed to be with me, that he had uncontrollable behaviors that were not preventable. I felt being spy on 24-7 from my job, my place, my school, my work, my every move. I was going to a massage school now, and he'd be waiting on me after this end of the day, making sure I wouldn't date anyone. And it works out for him, because I dated none for one entire year and five months. Too afraid of what he would do, and how I would end up if I did. I was learning to never look at a man and turn my head away like a slave woman. I keep hearing him in my head saying, you're a whore, you'll flirt with everybody, you can't stop, all you want is sucking dicks. Sorry for this non-PG-13, but I am repeating words for words here so you can picture yourself there with me. Now I was convinced I was a dirty whore and I should force myself not to look at any man's body shape or eyes. But one day I went out dancing. I needed a break from him and all his accusations. Isaiah wasn't around and I met a guy very sweet and charming. We go back to my place and who do we find? on my sofa. Him, of course. So we tried this easy way at first to ask him to leave. But he wanted a physical fight, a boxing fight. Mano de mano with my date and started to punch him right in the face. So I said, okay, let's go. And we left him in my place. Since he wouldn't get out, he had that cold, hysteric, psycho look in his eyes. A very dark, freaky look. We drove off. We crossed a police car. When my new friend asked me to stop and lay my window down, he yelled at the cops. We have been harassed and there is an intruder in her place who is violent and aggressive and wouldn't get out. We came back with the two policemen. He had magically disappeared. After all this time, all I needed to do was call the police. I never knew that he would finally stop following me everywhere if I did. I sound very stupid, I know. But when you think you love someone, or are totally compassionate towards this other person. You imagine that they are capable of doing the right things with the right guidance. But my little French life background, culture and experiences was very far from the one of a Guatemalan raised in a third country and moved in this US at age 12 with a third grade education and no family around him. To guide him, I had invested my time. I had invested my time becoming his reading, writing, educative guru teacher, trying to make an impact in his life. It's a little wanting to see miracle happen, but after that day, he left me alone for good, never truly appreciate all I did for him, and never said sorry either. I still had to go get a restraining order, and a few years later, he found a way to see me again at the mall, with his flowers and a fake gift. But those times were closure, and I never saw him again. I was free. His name, by the way, if you wonder, is Isaiah Ramos. He was around four years older than me. And I believe in return to Guatemala long ago. Chapter two, inspirational and adventurous stories. Spread your wings to the world. I'll spread my inspiration to you. Together, we will write on the walls of freedom. Together, we will write again.
but this time we will write for the glory of tomorrow. December 18, 2016. I was surfing the net on Twitter when I checked this radio host invite me to take part of his late night show to talk about UFO. He's a big UFO researcher. I was like, okay, not my thing, but I would do about anything to be on this air and promote my adventure. So why in the hell not? And I am drinking and laughing like no tomorrow. But I was in a very sick stage of my life, to tell you the truth. I was co-hosting this last night, hilarious, sexy Canadian, so much fun. July 9, 2017. My special cosmetic acrylic on canvas. The thought behind this is traveling through wild space horizon can open many lighting doors. Description of my comeback in a writing world. I abandoned this book project a while ago without realizing how crucial this was to my existence and life experience. Having this group is a way for me to write and talk about the years I spent writing before I got lost in my soul and couldn't write from the art but only through prose and art. I was only 12 when I decided to keep daily journal of my escapade. I use writing as a self-experience discovery journal towards human behaviors and people life stories of all background but i would include the fun discovery along the way and all the dramatic or nostalgic episodes i came across writing was for me a hope that more i find out about humans and the world the more knowledgeable i would become and i would be able to live to the fullest hopefully let's cross fingers together yeah i never intended my thoughts for knowledge and exploration to turn into a grave of profound misery for others to assemble me into categories. I was humble and compassionate towards my fellows of living beings. I wanted to share my love to everyone until one day my kindness was taken for granted too many times. I struggled to fight for my causes, my ideas, my belief of a world filled with human rights beyond its right. I believe in being free. I believe in old-fashioned ways to live by. I believed in the greatest wishes could be granted by believing in the power of positiveness. I believed in good in all of us and I dreamed that day I'll reach old age. I will be publishing the greatest story told of compassion, love, bravery, courage, example, experiences, not to win an award, but because my materials were deep and extreme and at times chaotic. I listened to negative voices telling me I wasn't a writer and I was wasting time. But I wasn't wasting time. I was forming a great life bundle for my future with everything I lived and experienced. I'm using all this to create my dream legacy and life purpose. Dream to be complete into a self-realization coming into reality. It's never too late to be the best version of you. Be the best you can be. Poem. A little poem for the veteran I made in 2017 in my writing group. Valor the party of diplomatic senior and combatant. Expand the fairness value of our intrepid warriors. Salute the sacrifice they endure and raise the flags on their honors. Advise and warn rank raging against us and pray for forming foreign peace among all. Independence and freedoms for everyone. Multiple stories. A chase pursuit in the dark in 2012. 
I'm going to write a story I named The Scary Chase Pursuit of the Night, an actual event who happened to me while driving through A's. I was extremely tired and drove over a thousand miles without stopping, but to me while driving through AZ. I was extremely tired and drove over a thousand miles without stopping, but once for gasoline. When decided to keep going, I had no idea this was going to be my last gas station for the other 200 miles. I tried to stay awake and drove at a normal speed. There were no cars, but big construction truck driving alone and usually passing me by very quickly. I was so sleepy. I decided to make a stop on the next rest areas and try to get some sleep. I tried to rest, but it was near 1 a.m. and it was getting very deserted and very narrow pit. And some guy was sitting in his car not far from me and I was afraid of falling asleep. So I put on my DVD player on and kept inspecting my black mirrors in case some creep would decide to jump me. But even though I was secure and locked in, I was terrified. So I decided to leave, but my mental energy was so drained, it was hard to drive. I told myself, just drive to the next rest areas. It might be more secure, with possibly some night guard and lights, but there weren't any at all. So I kept going, and every 30 minutes, a car by side would share my direction. So I kept going, and every 30 minutes, a car by sight would share my direction. This road was known to be fulfilled with coyotes and snakes. Not this great outdoor place to sleep at. Suddenly two coyotes crossed the road and some bugs decided to enter my window. I had to break sharply. It was pretty instant scare. I deviated on the side, but I was fine. So just drove slowly. When I had to pee so bad, I stopped really quick thinking there should be no one around as I walked by to my car. I see a huge guy holding a bike, speeding my way. I got in and accelerate. Now I was down to other 100 miles towards the next gas station. And finished I had filled up my tank on my last filling, but the gallon price was so high, so I only filled it partially and really regretted that later. A few minutes later, I noticed a car behind me for about 20 minutes but it seems they were getting closer and closer to me and my speed remained the same. So I figured they eventually would want to pass me, but they started to even get right behind me. It behind further at any point of time. I decided to really slow down to see if they would go, but they accelerate. That's when I realized I might be in danger and they bumped my back and pressed on the accelerator with aggressively. I was able to see two with looking old people that I recognized from back to my prior rest stop. Now I knew they had followed me for a while. I had no choice but to speed up and pray that I would get out of this deserted road in middle of the night. It was almost 3 a.m. and no phone signal. It was almost 3 a.m. and no phone signal or habitat population nearby. I was driving a white crown Victoria police car at least. Nice ride, who did save me a lot of trouble. And it was a really good car to drive, but after not sleeping for two days, it was really hard to focus on my driving. With this tremendous fear, my heart pulse was pumping like no tomorrow. I prayed that I would make it because if I didn't, I have a feeling something very terrible would have happened. My red light turned on and I had around 45 miles to go. 
I cross my finger and hope to make it in one piece as those very insane peoples were chasing me down. I felt an extreme terrified pain in my chest and imagined what would happen if my car decided to stop. I couldn't comprehend what was happening, but I think my gas reservoir saved me that night and allowed me to make it through to next town. So I'm bracing spirit my grateful thanks for having such a car reservoir. A few miles before I arrived, an enormous truck drove by us and I felt so relieved and that's when they finally moved on. I told the first person I came across, but they alarmed the police, but no harm was done and the crooks had already flee. Once again, I had survived, but this experience felt so unrealistic and I hope no one gets to experience it. New story, title, Arizona Drive 2012. It was a long drive down to Arizona and now it was time to find a camping. So I followed my map and it took me up to circular hills in a forestry zone. I was driving for 45 minutes. It with no light on the road, it was hard to stay on those a tiny dirt road. I finally saw a sign and it turns out they had no vacancy. I turned around and went back to a main road and just decided to take a break. I noticed a very quiet spot up a small hill. I put my alarm on and got some sleep. When 6 a.m. arrived, I woke up and saw I was a block from a house, but nobody noticed. I then visited the smallest country village alive of 50 people. And when I got a muffin and some gas in the gas station, it felt like I had been only visitors in days. I enjoy some side views on hills and continue to my destination. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.